Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Pod. Uh, thank you, as always, for joining us. I am Mike Noble. You can follow me on Twitter at MikeNoble08. I'm joined, uh, as always, also by my co-host, Caleb Noble. Caleb Noble08. We're very, we're very creative with our Twitter handles. How, wait, uh, Hard I have Nine a Pod, you can find on there. Yeah. How many, t- how many days in a row are you going to wear that, that shirt? <laughs> as many as I need to. As many as I need. Times are tough here in New Orleans. <laughs> All right. So for those of you, I said that because we're recording this on the same day, and I thought that'd be a funny way to start it. This, first of all, the same amount that you're going to wear that shirt. It's a hoodie. It's different. Okay. Anyway, it's the same um, day. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, Hard Nine Pod. Hey, we're now on the IG. We have posted once. I'm still trying to figure it was out our, IG. But that was one a thing bad that, post, too. It was just a picture of us. The, the one thing that we do ask uh, is that while you are listening, if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button, that really helps. Like, it's red on YouTube. That, that helps us out. It also allows you to get notifications if you hit the bell right next to it. Uh, then when Caleb posts these things at like 2, 3 a.m., you can get those odd notifications. Normal, okay, well, normally uh, they come out like 10, so keep an eye on them for that. For that. Sure, whatever. Whatever you got to tell yourself. Maybe get some sleep up there. Look, well, now you're going to misdirect the, the viewers. Is it still snowing there? Is it still snowing? I haven't gone outside once today. I don't know. Did you have class? I on Zoom. Oh, okay. How much have you got? You haven't even looked, like how much you've gotten? I haven't looked outside once. Do you literally just live in a box up there? No, I'm normally outside all the time, but I knew it was snowing today, so I just didn't go. We almost had a tornado last night. Yeah, I saw down here. All right, this is that. <laughs> all right, so today. Oh, listen. Hey, we, okay. One, one thing we wanted to talk to you guys about, <laughs> or that we told you guys we wanted to do. Again, we aren't necessarily awesome at sticking to segments, but we've done pretty well with a few of them. Uh, leading into the spring training, leading into the season, we wanted to do the best that we could to highlight. Uh, the if if not the at least what we believe the twenty six roster will be maybe even deeper than that. Um, some guys on the Cardinals just to get get it. We will you know, be doing Jordan. Fired we up. will be doing Jordan Walker regardless of if he makes the team or not. There you go. There they guys. You can you spoil more information about the podcast? I'm just saying when you say twenty six like, man, I think a lot of more people would be interested to listen about Jordan Walker. I think you're better hidden. No, I think you're better hidden. Just look forward to um, it. We're going anyway. to be doing Jordan Walker. So today is our second one. Obviously, we did Wilson Contreras last week, and you figured who else to go to right now than the guy who plays down there at first base as the reigning MVP, number 46, Paul Goldschmidt, our guy, our silent giant. Uh, growing up in Alton, Illinois, we obviously had Robert Wadlow. He's number two as far as the silent giant, giant goes. Yeah, I, I mean, Goldie's the best, man. I, I am so pumped that he won the MVP. I know we talked about it on here before, but, I mean, his year was massive, but I, I'm just happy to see him smile because he did something well. I feel like when he does something well, he has no emotion. And then when someone else does something cool, then he's really excited. Like, I'm glad he got to have his moment in the sun as MVP this year. How many guys are in MLB born in Delaware, do you think? Not very many. I Can't be, that. right? Can't I, I don't think uh, so. Now, obviously, he grew up in Texas. Uh, look, the funny thing, we were doing a little research on Goldie. Uh, things that we knew, but just things we wanted to kind of tune up a little bit. 49th round pick coming out of high school by the Dodgers. Uh, kind of like the Piazza deal, a friend, kind of a, a friend deal there. Uh, they knew he wasn't going to sign. He was the, the wild thing to me is drafted in the 49th round. There aren't 49 rounds anymore, by the way. That's not even a thing. But drafted in the 49th round, and it ended up at Texas State. Like, you would assume – no, no, this is no shot at Texas State, by the way, none. But yeah. you would assume, like, 49th round, like, maybe that's still a, a top-level – division one school do you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like yeah potentially but it goes to texas state i think he wins player of the year once or twice there and then ends up getting drafted in what the eighth or ninth round by the diamondbacks yeah. yeah 
So I would say going to the Texas State worked out for Goldschmidt very well. Uh, that's a lot more cheddar. That eighth round, that eighth round signing bonus, a lot better than the 49th. But again, once again, it's one of those guys, you know, people love to say, oh my God, can you believe we passed on and fill in the blank? Well, I mean, that happens with almost every player unless you're the number one pick in the draft. So I mean, Jordan Walker you know, went 22nd. Right. I mean, it was cool. It's ninth round, eighth round, seventh round, sixth it round. It just happens. Seven. Like, give these right. guys, right. I think, I think we need to be better as a society of giving these athletes more credit instead Boom. of like, like, like Randy Rosarena, for example. We, we all are angry that they traded him. Well, he wasn't Randy Rosarena until he started doing 500 push-ups a day or whatever it was and eating all the chicken and rice during the lockdown that he said he was doing. Like, Just to add to your point, credit. same with Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen. Yeah, give like, them the credit both, instead of both always Both guys were destined for bullpens. Like, if you go back and read the baseball prospectus and all of the scouting reports, both those guys were destined probably to be a late back-of-the-rotation guy or, or a bullpen piece here in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, and then give them massive credit for getting to an environment, working their asses off, and becoming elite pitchers. And yeah. the same, the same with Goldschmidt. Like ninth round pick, that's awesome. Like that, I'm super pumped. Look, you and I have talked before. We were massive fans of Paul Goldschmidt when he was in uh, Arizona. Do twenty? How many times was he twenty twenty? Do you have those stats in front of you? Well, I do have the stats in front of me. Let me look. Twenty twenty um, stolen bases, or at least close. He was a two-time 2020, but he was also okay, – that's what I thought. He was, the only one – this is crazy. One of the only years he didn't hit 30 in like a seven-year span, 30 home runs, that was the year he hit 32. Um, He stole 32 bases. Yeah, so he could have had 30-30, but that was one of the only years he didn't hit 30 bombs. And, you know, a lot of people talk about guys who, once they hit that 32, 33, 34 range, you see a decrease. Well, he's 35. We didn't see it. We saw a man go out there and win MVP this year. And, you know, we, we've seen in the past with Paul – He's had maybe a what is it a May swoon? Isn't that one of his months that he usually struggles? Is May or June? April um, and May normally. Yeah, not much of a swoon this year. You know, people were worried about him coming from Arizona. Whatever. He did start he been, though, Dad. If we remember, he started out. It was a th- maybe three weeks, maybe even longer, where he didn't have a home run yet. Yeah. Yep. Like he was really struggling, um, and with his power in um April, he was still putting up fine numbers. They weren't Goldschmidt numbers, but they were fine numbers. Something we've come to expect early, he kind of starts slow. And then really, like, it's been where he's kind of been, like, you know, slightly above league average um, for the first two months. And then he that's why he wasn't making all-star teams with us until this year. And then he just took off for the last six months. He took off in May, um, in May this year, and just never looked back until September where he slumped a little bit. I mean, he had an incredible career. And I want to go back – I mean, a year, not career. A career year, I guess we could say. But Before here, I want to go back – yeah, go ahead. Just let me say one more thing. There's one thing I want to say, and I forgot. I got sidetracked. That's what happened. Just a, a college stat that blew my mind, right? Yeah. At Texas State, uh, 2009, third-team All-American, hit two, 352 with 18 checks and 88 RPIs in 57 games. He still holds the records there, I think, or last I checked, with 36 home runs and 179 career RBIs. I mean, those are 50, 88 RBIs in 57 games. That's unbelievable. It's incredible. But- unbelievable. Do you remember in this, because he was so good in 2020, 2021, and 2022, that we've kind of gotten removed from this narrative. 2019, he had a down year by his standards. He still had 30 bombs, but he was batting, you know, 260. I know betting averages and everything, but that's not what Goldie does. He had 820 OPS. He's better than that. We know that. Um, the narrative was that he was starting to not be able to catch up to fastballs anymore. Do you remember this? Where people yes. said people were blowing fastballs by him. And it was looking like that deal was going to end up turning really bad for the Cardinals after they extended him. He has worked his ass off, and I've heard Nolan talk about this. 
that he just worked so hard because of that year that he has gotten better. His hands have gotten faster. He now uses that puck knob that him and Nolan both went and got. Um, and to the point to where, like, 2019, we all thought at the age of 31 that he was on a downturn and we would be stuck with a bad contract. And now we're looking – like, he has two years left on this deal. I mean, we're probably looking at another extension for him. Like, that, yeah. like what he has been extended again. He will end his career as a Cardinal, I guarantee yes. it. Um, I am so happy for him. And obviously the Cardinals, Dang. we needed him to be good. But that narrative has gone away so quickly. And I almost think if 2020 was really good for him to not have to play a full season, kind of figure it out. But the last two years, man, 20, I mean, he says he thinks these last two seasons were the two best of his career. Statistically kind of says otherwise. But consistently wise, I think he's been as consistent over the last two seasons as anybody in all of baseball. One of the, the one of the, you say consistency and that just as you say that again we talk about the back of the baseball card but you just look from 2013 on right just looking at that 2013 952 OPS with a 160 OPS plus lead the league right and it, by the way 551 slugging led the league that year then he goes to 14 938 158 2015 he has his career high in OPS doesn't lead the league but 1.005 and a 168 OPS. Plus. You say 2014. I mean, every year it's 140s, except for the 133 year and the 115 year in 2019. And then this year, 981 OPS with a 180 OPS plus. That guy is as consistently great every year as we've seen here in St. Louis since a guy who just retired last year. Yeah, I mean, he, we're going to be honest. He's really like he, he last year there were times where I would be texting you. You were like in New Orleans or something for a vacation and there was a double header I went to and he hit five, he hit four home runs in the double header. And I was like laughing. I was laughing when he hit the last one. Cause it was just so ridiculous how good he is. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't know. He might be the best hitter. I mean, I said he's definitely the best hitter I've seen since Albert Pujols left the Cardinals. Like, I don't think he gets enough praise. He's starting to get more because he won the MVP, but he leads all the first baseman in war since he joined, since he's been in the league, all yep. of, all the first basemen. Like and we're With talking that about now, right now he's at fifty-eight point five. Twelve-year career, Dad, and he is already at fifty-eight. We know he's probably. I mean, there's no reason for me to believe he's going to slow down, but I do have a couple questions for you yep. because I think this is something that is worrying Cardinal fans, and I think it is somewhat unwarranted, but also somewhat warranted. I think you can go either way with it. We haven't seen Goldie decline at all. We saw twenty nineteen, but newly we saw Nolan do the same thing when they came over here, struggle a little bit. Um, in the first year, do you think that one, the Cardinals need him to be as good as he was last year? And two, do you think if they do, if the answer is yes to that, do you think he can do it again? Okay. Wow. That's a tough question. One, the answer is no. I don't think he needs to be as, I don't think he needs to have a 180 OPS plus. All right. I think with the, with the additions of Wilson Contreras, with a healthy Tyler O'Neill, with a healthy Dylan Carlson, with the addition of potentially another year of Brendan Donovan, we're bringing in Yepes. We've got Gorman. We've got Walker. Obviously, we've seen Newt, I mean, turn the corner, Hope we think, right? I mean, with all of those guys in there, I don't think he has to be. Do I believe he can be? There is literally nothing that has shown me he can't. Like, that guy, you know, you talk about work ethic. I'm not in the locker room every day. I can only go by the people who are around him who just, like, glowingly talk about what he does. One of the first guys there was Wayne Owen Nolan. Like, like you know, they're there. Early. They leave late. They're, they're working the entire, entire time they're there. When they're not working, you know what they're doing? They're helping the other guys around them on something. 
Like I, I don't see, I'm not saying that I believe, I'm not going to predict he goes out and puts up a 180 OPS plus. That's impossible to predict, but I'm not saying that I, I would be shocked if he doesn't have another year between the 140 and the 165 range in the OPS plus. That's what I'll say, which yeah, is by I'll, the way, for those of you who don't know, 40 to 65% above league average. Yeah. And I, I would say I would be shocked if by the end of the year, he's not making it all MLB first baseman team. Cause I just think that's who he is. But yeah. um. My answer would be, I don't think he needs to be. I think he needs to be a massive threat in the middle of the order. That's for sure. But I, I don't I don't know what is declining from an MVP season. And that's what I'm saying. People say, well, regression is inevitable. Well, well sure. I mean, regression of a 180 OPS plus. Right. Most likely, unless you're Mike Trout, is probably going to regress. Right. But at the same time, like regression from an MVP level is what, an all-star? Like, you know, yeah. what, what is it, a superstar? Because he is a superstar. Um. I think that I don't think they need him to be MVP again. I don't think they need that. I do think though, however, he has to be one. He has to be able to be the massive threat that he's been his whole career in the middle order, which I believe he will be. And two, I think he needs to be able to be hot and be hitting at the right time. Those are what I think um, he needs to be doing. Are you shocked at the fact that one seven time league all-star, right? But from 19 to 21, not an all-star, but finished all three years in the top 20 in MVP voting. 20th yeah. and 19th, 15th and 20, and then top six. Yeah, that's um, what I, isn't that wild? But, I mean, yeah, no, well, that's it, what it I was saying. the all-star game wild. No, the all-star game, yeah, because it's only for half season. But that's what I was saying earlier was we, we had seen him not be an all-star for us because right. he had started out every year slowly. Like the fact that he um, – the fact that he, I, and I think I said this when we when we were predicting the MVPs, and I said I thought it was going to be Goldie because remember he changed his bat and he was on fire in spring training. He bat like five hundred. I said I think this is going to be the year where Goldie gets hot in May instead of doing it in June, and that ended up that ended up being the case. And I think I think maybe he learned something about himself hitting, um, in May and getting ready a little bit earlier for the season because he has had that slow starter um tag on him really since he was in Arizona. It's always been yeah. a thing for him. Yeah. Um, just a few other th awards just to throw in there. Five-time Silver Slugger winner. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm not trying to insult anyone's intelligence here. Just to clarify, in case you're like, I'm not quite sure what Silver Slugger is. That means you are the best hitter of your position in the league. Uh, Five-time for hitting. Four-time Gold Glove. Uh, shocked he didn't win it this year. But you know, I think a lot of people don't he had realize horrible defensive when, metrics last year. It was weird. Uh, yeah, it was weird. I, I I think a lot of people don't realize he finished in the top two in Arizona in MVP voting like twice, twice. So, you know, I think he finished tw second twice and third once. That's unbelievable. And then the yeah. kid finally gets to get it now. I'm so I'm so pumped for him. I'm so glad that the, I, I was geeked when they traded for him. I'm geeked every day he's been here. I just – I can't wait to see the statue outside of Bush Stadium, and I can't see to wait for him to get his red jacket. But until then, let's go ahead and put him at number three in that lineup and just let him go out there or and two. do what he does. Or two. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe whatever. I'm okay. Wherever we'll you want to put him. Here's but... a cool thing, too, that I was thinking about. We're talking about him yeah. getting older and regression. Like with the addition of Wilson Contreras, that we know isn't going to catch 130 games a year, but he might play first base 20 to 25 games a year, which means no one could DH 10 to 15 of those. I could see that happening. And then that, that's playing just, first base. Yeah, he played some games at, in in Chicago at first base. I could see it. We have Juan Yepes. I'm just I'm just saying I wouldn't shock. But I will say like we know that Ali's going to be flexible. To your point, more than that, because I I don't want to like make I don't want to step on what you said because uh, you I did. don't want to do that. You too. Did. But, too late. but what I will say is more than Wilson doing that because I don't think that's going to happen. 
more than that, because I think Wilson, when he's not catching, it's going to be twice. It, well, but, but when he's catch, not catching, I think it's going to be to give his legs a little bit of a break. So I don't see him going to first because of that. Well, but what I will say is they do have Juan Yepes and Brendan Donovan, who are both first basemen. You know, right. both played first base a lot. So those are the guys I would expect to, to be able to go in there. And both those guys I expect to be in the lineup a lot of the time. So then Goldie can just go over to DH and Gorman can go to second or however that would work out. But they do have a lot of flexibility. They have a lot of guys that can play a lot of positions, which is very advantageous for a guy like Goldie. We saw him DH more than we've ever seen him DH before. Well, that's unfair to say because DH wasn't a thing until last right. year. Right, but yeah, you would not have seen think, that. More than I think you would have expected. Maybe a more than if Mike Schilt was still here, he would have probably DH. That was the um, uh, captain obvious moment of the day. Yeah, that was that was bad. But what I I said the wrong thing. What I meant to say was like if Mike Schilt was here, I don't think he would have DH nearly as much as he did. It surprised me. He DH over twenty times last year. I yeah. think him and that's why when people talk about the pool of production, this is a different conversation. But I think you're going to see Goldie and Nolan maybe take up fifty DH games next year. Which is, and then you're gonna see Contreras take up another thirty. That's already eighty of the one sixty-two taken up between and the DH bats. So I do think they're gonna use that to their advantage. But man, they hit eight, hit eight WAR last year, Dad. That's crazy. I know. Just to give again, we talked last time when we talked about when we talked about Scott Rowland. We love to kind of bring in the overall league stats and the overall numbers of the game because I think you know it is so easy to look at. Okay, Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Joey Votto, the guys who are playing first base right now. But it's always nice to look at the scope of the greatness of where you stay in Major League Baseball history. He right now is 21st all-time in war at first base. Like, the the average of 24 Hall of Famers is 65 for the war. He's at a 58 and a half right now. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's, he's, trending, be, up, he's trending upward. I mean, he's trending upward. Right. That's it's crazy, like. man. That's And with that said, just with that said, not to diminish Paul Goldschmidt because that's not what we're ever going to do. Albert has 102 war. <laughs> yeah. Second all time. You know what's crazy to me? And this is, I'm not great at math. Okay. So I'm not going to say what the entire thing would have been, but he would have been at a roughly 50 war last year to start the year in 11 seasons. So that's four and a half, let's say career war on average. He upped his war by about, um, by like 10% last, over 10% last year. More than, yeah. 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 Like 12, 13. In his age, yeah. 34 season, to be able to do that's crazy. Yeah. Here's something that I thought was interesting, because I think when you mentioned Goldie, because of how close these two have seemed to be since Nolan became a Cardinal, I think you kind of have to at least mention him a little bit. Um, Nolan said that he was kind of starting to worry, like not worry, but he was starting to think, man, like I don't want to decline, you know, as I get into my mid-30s, because we know how competitive Nolan is and how great he strives to be. He said Goldie being as good as he was at the age of 34 completely opened his eyes to the possibilities of how good you can be through the end of your career. And I'm assuming Albert Pujols probably did too. I was going to say, um, that probably opened And Todd Helton when he played with him, we yes. talked about him last episode. But I think he said he's just the hardest worker he's ever seen, like Paul Goldschmidt. He's like his favorite player and he plays with him. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, there's really only so many things that you relationship. can say. Like you like could almost come, guys... we, could have, we could have come on here and said Paul Goldschmidt is great. Ended the video, and I think it would have right. sufficed. But there's yeah. only so many things you can say. I'm just so happy he's a Cardinal. You know, I think as baseball fans and, and announcers and sideline reporters and whatever uh, and media, a lot of times we focus on the, the rivalry between the starting pitchers, you know, because they're so close. They're with each other all the time. They're in the dugout four days together, you know, before they, they have start. the same routine. They have the same routine. They have the same competitions. But don't discount the, 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 that with regular everyday players, too. Nolan and Goldie are like this 
but you know that when one goes out there and does something that jacks the other one up like that that is a real I think thing. it might jack and, Nolan up I don't know if Goldie cares well that's true we don't know if no <laughs> we don't know if Nolan gets jack or Goldie gets jacked up but that is true um one one thing to also to look at outside obviously discounting the 2020 year um you're talking about a guy who has hit 30 or more home runs five five straight years and six of the last seven. I mean, in St. Louis, which is man, that's not yes. an easy thing to do. Well, some, a couple of those were in Arizona, but yes. Um, I, I, I mean, I think you're looking at a guy again who's going to go out and hit 30 plus home runs. He's going to be right around that 100 RBI point. And uh, I'm at the be, point, Dad. That's incredible with him. But we're at the point where we can kind of confidently say he's probably going to bat 290 to 300. Yeah. Like how yeah. incredible is that? I mean, that's like I know people don't love batting average, and I guess I could say he's probably going to have you know above a three fifty OBP if that's what you like more. But to me, you're batting three hundred or around or two ninety is still something that I look at and I say that's incredible. Like that is so right. hard to be that consistently good at getting base hits against major league hitting pitching. We, when and he's at the point where you know that's what you're getting from him. I think that's incredible. Agreed. And when we talk consistency, obviously with Paul Goldschmidt, I mean, if you look at his career. His lowest slugging percentage was 466. That's, that's his low. That's Wilson's career. That's his – yeah, I mean, catcher, I hate that. That's what I'm that. saying. Like, but that, I'm, I, yeah. I know, but I'm saying Wilson's a great I mean, hitter. That's, that's how good when, he is. When you look at that, that is almost hard to believe. So, you know, again, And that was in like 2020, said, Dad. Right. Like you said, we could come on here and say he's great. We love him. By the way, just ordered a Goldschmidt jersey. Uh, ordered a – you know, got that on on order. So I can't wait to get that. Um Hopefully they'll. I wonder if they'll really. I guess they won't. Never mind. I almost said something stupid, so I'm not going to repeat myself there. I was thinking maybe they did an M, a patch, but they don't do an MVP. I patch, think I'm right? waiting so for the USA me. jerseys. I'm going to get Goldie one of those. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll, I'm going to get. But I had one, one more thing too. I wanted to say, and I'm not sure what it was, but I thought it was going to be good. I don't know. Must have been great. Probably going to pat yourself yeah. on the back. I don't know why you do that all the time. You can You don't ever give me credit. Maybe I want to have to pat myself on the back if you gave me some fucking credit. <laughs> oh, um, again. Like I said, we, I love doing these because what it does for me is I, I live so much in recency bias. Like, you know, you just see what, what they did last year. And I think so many fans do. But, man, when you look at the career of Paul Goldschmidt, you look at the career of Wilson Contreras, next week we're going to do uh, Nolan. We're, we're going to mm-hmm. do his, obviously, and then we'll go from there. But when you look at their careers, to watch greatness, you and I have talked about this before, don't take it for granted. Like, you know, uh, I get we I got to see the first 10 years of Pujols just last year was – as enjoyable of a year regular season as I can remember um, with that, with, with the run. you're out there with like 2015 I, when they I, were a hundred win team. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, more special than and that. you know, and, and, you know, let's not forget, you got Wayno, these, these guys we got on here. Wayno is going to be, there's going to be an argument one day for Adam Wayno to be in the Hall of Fame. He'll get in eventually. Albert Pujols is going to the Hall of Fame. Yadier Molina is going to the Hall of Fame. Nolan oh, Arenado is going to the Hall of Fame. Paul Goldschmidt's going into the Hall of Fame. Guys, and everybody wants to get on Twitter and bitch about the Cardinals. Like, Jordan what are Walker we doing? is going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. No, right. You know, and again, you don't know who else. But what we know is those guys are going into the Hall of Fame. Like, can I say something? Know. Can I say something that I I just saw that I really – this is what I wanted to say. I completely forgot. But Goldie's first year finishing top five in MVP voting was 2013. So we're talking nine years, almost a decade later, he wins his first one after finishing second in 2013 guess who um were the guess who won that year and guess who were the two of the top um two the two other top four okay you that question okay, got sorry really convoluted guess who won the mvp ahead of goldie who finished second what year 2013 and guess who was third and fourth todd helton won 
Todd Helms never won an MVP. That's a bad guess. 2013. Okay. I'll give you a hint. This offseason was big for him. Was Buster Posey in that list? He's retired. No, he's, he won in 2010. I know. Okay, so Andrew McCutcheon, Andrew McCutcheon won it. That's the guy. Okay. But what I wanted to say was that 2013, Yair Molina finished third. Really? And Matt Carpenter finished fourth. So we're talking about him being this great. We're like the last time, I mean, the first time he finished was when Yair Molina was at the peak of his career. And Matt Carpenter was just becoming like a known quantity. I didn't know he ever finished in top five. That's crazy to me, Matt Carpenter. Yeah. But um, also Freddie Freeman, shout out him. He was number five. Um, yeah. But that's I thought that was cool. That Yachty, I remembered a year, and I couldn't remember what year it was, where Yachty was right behind Goldstein in MVP voting, and it was 2013. Yep. Um, How about that? 6.2. Uh, yeah. Andrew McCutcheon was an eight war that year. What a beast. And I was saying that because McCutcheon went back Okay, 13. That's when we knocked them out to go to the – Yep, World Series. And well, that's let me go to the next round. Shout out Andrew McCutcheon. He's back with the Pirates, so we got to watch him this year. Um, by the way, Paul Goldschmidt plus nine fifty on FanDuel to repeat as MVP. How about that? How awesome would that be if Goldie went back to back MVPs? Well, no one not is going to win it this in year, the stacked me. National League. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm Paul Goldschmidt. So, also, I think we need to give his defense a little bit of due. That Absolutely. guy saves more errors than any first baseman I've ever seen in my lifetime with the same. Four gold gloves. I was shocked. Only four. Uh, well, Anthony Rizzo and Freddie have gotten a few. Probably two, right? Joey Votto's got to have a gold glove or two in there. Yeah, I don't know how much that coincided with Goldie's time, though. Because I don't know when Joey's won them. But well, probably. I think it would have. Probably, right? Yeah. You but, got, yeah, because Joey's won them in 2010. But and now, I, you've I mean, got, now you've got Matt Olsen over there with Atlanta, too. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But I think that gives – I mean, the, I think the amount of confidence Nolan has said that Goldie gives him, because he knows when he's making those insane off-balance throws, that Goldie's going to get the guy out. He made some of the craziest stretches I've ever seen. And when you reminded yourself remind yourself that he's 34 years old, bending like that, I couldn't imagine you at 34 yeah. years old doing that. So he's I don't know if he's 24 a crazy I could athlete. have done that. Yeah. Like he's he's awesome. Well, uh anything else you want to say about Paul Goldschmidt outside of let's go and pencil him in that two or three slot. And I'm gonna title this episode we know we're going. I'm gonna title this episode a love letter to Paul Goldschmidt. Because it's really what it's been, and he deserves it. I agree. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Um, all right, guys. Thank you again. Uh, as always, we appreciate you joining us. You can find us. We talked about that earlier on Twitter at MikeNoble08, at KalebNoble08, uh, Hard9Pod. You can find us on Facebook. We're on there quite a bit. We do have an Instagram. We don't know how to use it. It's there. We have I know how to use it, but I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't gotten, we haven't gotten very far on the Instagram. Uh, but like we've said earlier, if you don't mind, Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. While you're at it, tell a friend. Um, we'd always have the more the merrier. We're heading into baseball season. We got some cool things that we're kind of trying to make happen for the pod, for you guys, but also for us, for everybody involved. Uh, baseball, hey, we are getting close. March 15th, that is in my math, only 21 days. Three weeks from today, spring training starts. Well, three weeks from the 25th. This won't, yeah, we're three just, weeks from we're the just over two months until opening day. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah, Can't man. wait. All right, guys, uh, as always, stay safe out there. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers.